listeners, welcome to episode 7 of the Balls Out Podcast. It's great to have you back. Thank you so much for listening. I'm here, Sean Janos, as always, with Zach Lane. Zach, how are you doing tonight? Dude, I'm wonderful. We hit 7 episodes. That's the magic number. That was Mello's number on the Knicks, a.k.a. Ooh. We're fucking destined for success. That's right. We're ready to be a top 10 scorer in this league. Yeah, we're going to score a lot. Not bring home any hardware, any trophies or anything. Yeah, gold medals, gold medals. Those are cool. <laughs> you know. Hey, if we can go international, that's cool. <laughs> uh, speaking of um, our gaining popularity, uh, I was just at the gym a little bit ago, humble brag. and <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's a big bod pod <laughs> for everybody that didn't hear yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... Um, this guy, this stranger, someone I don't even know, came up to me. He's like, hey, you're the guy with the podcast, right? And then, like, my eyes get all wide. I'm like, holy shit. It's happening. It's fucking happening. And I'm like, yeah, Balls Out podcast, right? And he's like, yeah, man, huge fan. Uh, Dave Lane put me onto it. <laughs> yeah. So, massive shout-outs to, uh, to your dad for plugging the pod with uh, everybody that goes to Planet Fitness. Yes, and, um, dude. <laughs> Just, I, I want to shout out that guy for coming up to me. Just thank you so much. We appreciate it. You're fucking swole, by the way. Keep up the good work. <laughs> thank you so much, guy. <laughs> did you, <laughs> yeah, I wish I got your name. Yeah, did, you didn't get this dude's name. No. Damn. I'm Next gonna have time. to. I'm gonna have to hit up pops and see who he told at the gym and who's like who he knows is listening to it, but. Big shout out to Papa Smooth spreading the gospel of the balls out. That's awesome. Oh yeah, love that. It's exactly what we've been preaching at the end of every episode. Tell everybody you know, you know. So, <laughs> dude, he's doing. Keep it, it up, Dave. He's the fucking yeah. man for and, that one. And I want everybody to, to uh, take note here and take a page out of Dave's book and uh, spread the word about us. Yeah, take that page out of his book. Don't take the page out of his book where he's harassing my friends at the gym all the time <laughs> <laughs> that one that one you don't need to follow <laughs> yeah he came up to me and evan at the beginning of our lift and uh he goes ah lightweight today huh <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah that's the extent of his workout is just fucking getting the jaws and the lips moving big time <laughs> oh he, he can really run his mouth yeah, yeah, that's for sure. He can't run <laughs> with his legs because of his busted hammy still. <laughs> but that's oh, a yeah. different story. Yeah. <laughs> so, over to uh, basketball-related stuff. It's I, I should know it's Thursday night right now. The uh, Bucks-Hawks game five should be starting about any minute now. And... Um, we're going to start with the uh, the conference that just wrapped up last night, and that's the Suns. They're heading to the finals. Yeah, baby. Suns in the finals for the first time since 1993. Wow. That's, just a little bit ago. Yeah. You know. That's uh, 28 years. Four years before we were born. That's before Ooh. five players on this current Suns team were even born. So... They're making history, and it's pretty exciting. And they're also going to be the favorites to win the finals. Uh, right. You know, mostly due to the catastrophic injuries <laughs> on the Eastern yeah. side. Man, that's just been the name of the game this season. Is just everyone is hurt, 
Except the Suns are healthy at the right time. They missed Chris Paul for a lot of the Lakers series and the Nuggets series, but they really didn't break a sweat without him. Healthy. Fucking Devin Booker's playing with a face mask and a broken nose right yeah, now. Yeah, true. <laughs> hey, man, he's playing. That's more than uh, the Greek Freak or Ice Trey or... Um, Kawhi. A lot of players on the teams that have been eliminated. Yeah, Kawhi. Jamal Murray. Fucking Anthony Davis. <laughs> like the, the Donovan Mitchell's just, playing hurt. Donovan Mitchell's Mike playing Conley hurt. Mike Conley was out. Embiid was playing hurt. Jalen Brown didn't play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Role players like DiVincenzo and Danny Green. Mm-hmm. Important guys like Danny Green, dude. <laughs> I mean, hey man, Sixers could have really used them. I say, you think the Sixers would have wanted dude if they had Danny Green? <laughs> could have had him out there in the fuck. fourth quarter without instead of Simmons, bro. Series was about as close as it could possibly get. I'd, Philly, it's not crazy to say an important role player could have swung that. Yeah, just one Danny Green three away, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had, to, they had to go to Seth every time they needed a three, and uh, when you're relying on one player for that, it's kind of easy to shut down, even for uh, the Hawks' defense. <laughs> yeah, the Hawks' alleged defense. I honestly don't understand how the Hawks... <laughs> I mean, they made it to the conference finals like with a fucking super-powered offense, but their defense is... Just fucking trash. Maybe defenses are just not that important after all. I think their defense is smart but not good, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, it's smart the way they hide Trey Young on, like, the worst offensive player every single time. And then, like, right. they'll have their better defenders on, you know, the better offensive players. But they were fucking kicking the Sixers' ass in the backcourt of Lou Will and Trey Young. <laughs> like, you should be able to tear that apart every single time down the court. Yeah, it's hard to tell if that's smart defense on the Hawks or really, really stupid offense on the Sixers. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the, the Hawks are just really good at finding the offense's weakness and really harping on that. And the re- I think the main reason that isn't working in this Bucks series, or I guess it's 2-2 right now, but the Bucks just don't have very many weaknesses. No, they really don't. And even when they put, like, even when they put Bryn Forbes out there, you can you can try and hunt down Bryn Forbes. It's like he's a fucking really bad defender. Bryn Forbes. <laughs> you can try and hunt him down, but I mean, you go by him, and then what? You got Brooke Lopez, who's seven feet standing at the rim. You got Giannis, who's sliding over on the help side to try and block shots. Like Drew Holiday's mm-hmm. jumping in passing lanes. He's swiping at people as they go by. So they just have mm-hmm. a ton of defensive options to throw at guys like every single night, which is huge because. They're definitely not the best offensive team, so that's something that they need to rely on. Right, and uh, they won't be able to lean heavily on the freak tonight. He, uh, he was confirmed out. Trey Young also out. <sighs> Tragic like blows, said, dude. Fucking conference yeah, finals, game five, without the two best players in the game. Yeah, and, I mean, you look at the rest of those rosters, it's, it's tough to imagine the Hawks getting to 100 points without Trey. But you can kind of see Middleton and Drew carrying a Bucks offense to that point. I mean, what did we see the Hawks go for last game with no try? It's like 110, something like that. Yeah, 110. They still have crazy offensive options. And Lou Will stepped in and did his best fucking Trey Young impersonation. He was balling yeah, last did. game. Yeah, he shot 7 of 9. Two or three from deep, eight assists, only one turnover. Very good game from the the old man. So solid. Old man so Lou. highly efficient from Sweet Lou. Mm-hmm. 
That's because he's back right. in Atlanta full time, dude. Just fucking having threesomes galore, going to the strip club and just pounding <laughs> those lemon pepper wings. <laughs> those lemon pepper wings. They they also got a good game from uh, the injured Bogdanovich. He had, he had six threes, had twenty points. Uh, then got fifteen each from Capella and Herder. Ten off the bench from Gallinari. Twelve from Cam Reddish, who's back and playing. Yeah, baby. Love to see Cam Reddish out there. Oh yeah. So Hawks, I'm, don't count them out yet. I'm pretty sure I picked them to win the series, but outlook is bleak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for I feel like for both teams, it's just pretty bleak because it's like it's basically whoever's stumbling to like the last leg of the relay race right now, and then they're just gonna pass it off, and then it's like, oh fuck, now we got to go against like a pretty healthy Suns team right now. Most likely without mm-hmm. our best player, or like a hobbled version of our best player on each side, and that's just devastating. Because right. the Suns are just like they're a legit nasty team. We should really talk about the reason why we we believe all these injuries are happening this season. I mean, it's no coincidence that this was the shortest off season in NBA history, mm-hmm. and we're seeing all these high profile, high minutes guys go down with. Season-ending injuries, bad injuries, in the worst times when they're playing their hardest, you know. Yeah, and the playoffs, like all the important guys are playing basically forty minutes a game in the playoffs. Like Giannis is playing forty minutes a game. Trey Young is playing up around forty, like in most like the important games. Paul George was playing forty. Chris Paul was playing forty. Devin Booker, like all these guys, are just playing insanely high minutes every game. KD Harden played every minute of the overtime game seven. <laughs> yeah, and KD played every minute of game five too that they won. Yep. So, like, and KD is coming off of fucking Achilles, which is basically the most devastating injury in the game. And so, Harden is literally on a bad hamstring. Harden on a bad hamstring, still on a bad hamstring, twenty pounds overweight, fucking still getting after it, and. I mean, coming off of this shortened off season, where the playoffs last year went into what, end like October, end of October, or November. Um, I think it was early. I think it was November. November, because I think it was only like six weeks from the end of the finals to the beginning yep. of the regular season. Yep, the Lakers and Heat. Um, I'm pretty sure they got 42 days off. Yeah, so that's. No time at all for guys that I mean, if you're playing deep into the final, deep into the playoffs, you're into the finals. You're still end up getting what four months off, something like that. Right. So now you're taking that, you cut it down to like just over a month for some of these teams. Other ones had plenty of rest, but then you'd see a lot of the teams like the Knicks that didn't play since what was it when the season got shut down, which was March. They hadn't played since March of last year. They didn't mm-hmm. have any real serious injuries this year. They had Mitchell Robinson went down with his foot thing, but that was pretty right. much it. The guys that were like the high-profile, high-minutes guys. Julius Randle led the league in minutes, and he didn't get hurt because he just had a ton yeah. of fucking rest. Right, and Steph Curry, he played as important of a role as anybody during the regular season, played a lot of minutes. The only injury he had was that busted tailbone, and that's happening no matter how much rest you get. That's just your ass making impact, impact with the wood. <laughs> and uh okay <laughs> we still talking about basketball we're trying <laughs> but uh, <laughs> i'm getting sweaty talking about it 
Yeah, uh, it feels like the temperature just rose in here, so... <laughs> I'm getting nervous. But yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence that the teams that had the shortest rest are getting the most injured. Um, I think the one anomaly is Jokic playing the whole season after being in the conference finals last year. That's fucking unbelievable, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. That? Like Jam- Jamal Murray tore his ACL. Yep. And Jokic, who looks like the yeah. biggest fucking lumbering bear out there on the court, just <laughs> casually mm-hmm. going through it, getting buckies, dropping dimes, winning MVP, playing every single game right. and just not giving a fuck. And look at the other conference finals teams besides the Nuggets. Like the Lakers, they lost AD and LeBron. The Celtics, they lost Jalen Brown and Kemba. Um, who's the other team? Oh, yeah, the Heat, they lost Jimmy for a lot of the season. Yep, and they had some other random injuries that went in and out. Yeah, they lost Drogic early on. Yep. So, just just that lack of rest time. Yeah, bad decision on NBA, but hey, at least next season we'll start on time, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, with, what, that's like, ultimately what they wanted. With how many fucking players missing the start of the season, maybe. We know at least Jamal, at least Jamal Murray. Yep, at least Jamal. <sighs> Which is the Probably Jalen, too. He had to have surgery. Oh, that's true. Yeah. The Jamal Murray one is so sad. Because the Nuggets were so nasty. And he was playing he was playing so well when he got injured. And they were on such a roll after they got Aaron Gordon. Yep. What, what could have been, right? Sad. You're going to make me cry right now. Thinking about it. <laughs> so, talked a bit about this uh, Bucks-Hawks series. Let's uh, move on over to Suns Clippers. Uh, let's deliver the eulogy for the Clippers here. Sad end to their season. Kawhi goes down at the end of last round. They don't have him for this whole series. Paul George does his fucking damnedest. He tries so hard. And I know he gets a lot of shit. From me, too. I, I, I love to shit on Paul George, but I give him a lot of credit for how he played this series. They won that game five down 3-1 on the back of a 15 for 20. Uh, what was it? 43-point game from him. 41. 41. Him and Chris Paul back to back forty one pieces. Yep, terrific, awesome, awesome game from playoff P. Yeah, and I say that unironically this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing the playoff P nickname justice for once, which is pretty huge. And yeah, he right. was just—I mean, he was so insanely efficient that game. He was getting crazy rebounds the entire series too. Like, they played that game mm-hmm. five without Zubats. They had Boogie come in for, like, 11 minutes or something like that. Or He had, like, 12 oh, points man. in 11 minutes just bodying Sarich, a.k.a. <laughs> ugliest player in the league, ugliest man in the world, according to you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to air him out like that on the pod, but, yeah, I did say that. Nah, dude, dude. Not, he didn't make my top five handsome best players by a long shot. <laughs> yeah, we'll do top five ugliest players soon. And he'll fucking he'll be gracing it. <laughs> but yeah, they had Boogie come in just body Sarich, but he played like eleven minutes or something like that. And besides that, it was like Batum and Marcus Morris playing center, and it was just all the guys fighting so hard to box out DeAndre and box out any of the other guys on the Suns. Paul George ends up with thirteen rebounds. I think he averaged like twelve or thirteen rebounds in the series against the Suns. It seemed like he was like automatic double double in this series. Like every Without single the board game. man out there. 
Yeah. <laughs> now it's Paul George's time to get paid. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. He went off. He had a great game. Sucks that he couldn't do it in game six in Staples Center in front of the Clippers crowd, but... Yeah, hard to replicate a performance like that for three straight games to win the series. Yeah, seems like Chris Paul wanted to show out in front of his old fans, though. Oh, yeah, a different Paul. Out, One out Cliff rocking it as a last name. <laughs> yeah, two first names. Yeah. Chris Paul, right. legend. Yeah, he uh, seemed to. He, he saw what Paul George said and then said, Oh, I can do that too. Also had 41, super efficient, 16 to 24. Seven of eight from three. He hadn't been shooting a lot of threes this, uh, in these playoffs since the shoulder injury. I think it's safe to say uh, the old catapult is fixed. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I'm picking up where you're putting down. Although I don't <laughs> think we're not sure if we're still talking about basketball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I watched him in the first quarter of that game. It was, like, super early on. He just came down. Is like one three off the dribble, one three off the catch. It's like, oh my god! If Chris Paul's jacking threes like this, and he's fucking hitting point them, god like, shit, like this is gonna be a crazy game. Cause yeah, there was he had a lot of games in these playoffs where he took one or two threes like in the entire game. So he's been really picking right. his spots like that. Right. Um, speaking of picking his spots, he's been he was super efficient, dishing the ball around, eight assists, no turnovers. Oh, no um, turnovers again. He's such a legend. Yep, no dude. turnovers again. Shot very nearly 50 40 90 in the, in the entire playoffs, not just this series, but his averages for this playoffs. Very close to 50 40 90. Yeah, 47% from the field. That's the only one that he's got to get up. Otherwise, fucking killing it. Yeah. I got to see. His MO really is high assist, low turnover games. Yeah, dude, he's averaging 1.6 turnovers per game in these playoffs. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. It's 8.7 assists to 1.6 turnovers. That's fucking insane, dude. Well, guess what his lowest turnovers per game in a playoff series was? What do you have, like, one turnover per game? <laughs> yeah, it was one turnover a game. <laughs> it was only through four games. I'm... Yeah, guess the, guess mm-hmm. the assists, too. Eight and a half. Seven point three. Wow. I, I had to eyeball it. And he averaged almost twenty four points too. And and he was a hundred percent on the free throw line in the series. That was was, was he was he on the Pelicans then? No, it was with the Clippers. It was twenty fifteen sixteen. Oh wow. And I said Pelicans, it would have been the Hornets back then. <laughs> yeah, you blew it regardless. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Oh, yeah, but I did want to ask you, do you know what the most turnovers Chris Paul has ever had in a playoff game is? The most. Um, in a playoff game, I'm going to go with five. Okay, it's higher than that. That would be fucking... Really? If it was only five, that'd be fucking insane. How many is it? Eight. It's a lot. It's a lot, but he's been in a lot of playoff games. Chris Paul's played. Dude, he's played in 123 playoff games. Guess how many he started? Uh, 123. Too easy, bro. <laughs> he's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> and also, guess how many he's had just in any game, regular season, also? Nine? No, it's eight. 
Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Thinking Chris Paul's careless of the ball, huh? <laughs> no, I think that's pretty amazing, though, that he's never had over 10 turnovers in a single game. Like, it seems like point guards he just point eventually guard, end up fucking doing that. Yeah. Like, Westbrook's probably had, like, 45 of them, dude. <laughs> yeah right I would love I'd actually love to know what Westbrook's is but I'll find that out later but yeah do that on your you own know, time Chris Paul absolutely went off Paul George went off in the game before we gotta give Reggie Jackson his credit because Reggie Jackson oh, yeah. absolutely insane baller in these playoffs I'm also a noted Reggie Jackson hater yeah. not a fan of his never was a fan of his game but Love the way he stepped up to that number two role with PG having to step up to the number one role without Kawhi. Showed uh, big balls. He balled out. Big balls, dude. Reggie Jackson. Confirmed huge nuts. I've seen him. There's pictures out mm-hmm. there. He's definitely never seen a shot he doesn't like. <laughs> yeah, dude. He jacks him up. And he was fucking nailing threes. He was over 40% from three for the playoffs. Over 48% from the field. And was averaging a little under 18 a game. Over 20 against the Suns, though, so he was fucking picking up the slack where Kawhi wasn't there. Right. Um, so, following the end of the Clippers' season, there's a lot of question marks. You know, will they switch things up? I think Kawhi sitting up in the luxury box for most of the series and not down with the team kind of tells a little bit of a story. Dude, getting hype, though. <laughs> As, as Mike Breen pointed out. <laughs> I love that so much. He's like, and Kawhi's going crazy. He's sitting there just... He's literally just Kawhi like... Space. He literally just like stroked his beard a tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking serious yeah. looking. I look around that Clippers team, I see personalities like Pat Bev and Marcus Morris and uh, Reggie Jackson and then uh, Playoff P... And I'm like, hmm, I don't think I would sit on the bench next to them either if I didn't have to play. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I would be chilling next to Reggie Jackson, just, like, marveling at the fucking goggles that he's wearing on the court. <laughs> Those are yeah. crazy. He's never, se- he's never seen a shot he doesn't like. He's never seen a basketball accessory that he doesn't like either. <laughs> Homie has <laughs> spent all of his VC on those. <laughs> yeah, dude, drop it in the bag. He's got, like, the fucking, I don't know, he's got, like, the Terminator fucking thing going on. Like, the Terminator reflective fucking visor happening. It's crazy. I don't even know. I don't even know how those are legal in the game, dude. Because if the light reflects off of those, right, like, you're blinded for a second. Maybe that's why he was going off. Maybe this is the key to it. Ooh, maybe. Well, play, playing the angles. <laughs> yeah, very sneaky. He's just dribbling all of a sudden, like, they're like, what is he doing with his head? He's just angling like the perfect way. <laughs> it just blinds a quick blow by the rack. <laughs> right. So do you think one of Kawhi or PG or both isn't on the Clippers next year? Um, I feel like they're just going to end up running back. Because I feel like Kawhi is going to stay. And the only way I can see Find them the trade... Either a one and one or he'll sign just the f- four or five years or whatever and just stay in LA. Unless unless he wants to do the one and one, keep waiting out to see what's good in New York. See how great things start becoming. 
which I would understand if so. And we'd be more than happy to have him, unless he's just going to fucking yeah, be I'm ambiguous sure about his injuries and be sitting out fucking playoff games all the time. Maybe I don't even want Kawhi, dude. Sounds like you're talking yourself out of it yeah. with his bananas. Maybe Kawhi's overrated. All NBA first team. <laughs> all NBA first team, but fucking not. What is he doing in the playoffs? He was. I mean, he was actually so nasty at the beginning. <laughs> he, was, he was like either the top or second best player in the playoffs before he fucking got hurt. Yeah, he's, he's just a notable playoff stud. <laughs> yeah, when he's out there, bro. When he's not fucking crying. Right. Yeah, I could see. I could see them trying to bring most of the team back. I don't know how they're going to bring Reggie Jackson back though, because I think Reggie Jackson's going to get some kind of bag from some team that's just desperate for a point guard. Might be the Knicks, dude. Uh, they're desperate for a point guard. Oh man, watch it be the Celtics. I'm not sure if they can afford it, but they need a point guard. God, if I get Reggie Jackson's fucking glasses on the Knicks next year, I'm freaking out. I'm moving. <laughs> I'm moving to New York and I'm buying season tickets. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to go on the record as saying I do not want Reggie Jackson on my team getting paid. <laughs> it's probably going to be the Celtics who get him. Yeah, just because I don't want it. I mean, who else is going to... Who's the point guard for the Celtics right now, though? Is it fucking Pritchard? I guess they... You could try Marcus. At point guard. I huh? don't want to see that. You really want to see, see that. You really want to see just... Marcus Marcus Smart in full control of the ball coming up the court, setting up possessions, dude. Every possession He's just ends in, in a full fucking, control of the ball. Every possession just ends in a pull up three pointer with like eighteen seconds of the shot clock. It hurts. It's crazy. Marcus Smart hurts my fucking eyes. Yeah, dude. Maybe you guys do maybe you do want Reggie Jackson. Maybe you're talking yourself into him right now. Have him and Marcus. <laughs> That's terrifying. Oh All God. I know is I would bet a lot of money that Reggie Jackson does not repeat what he did for the Clippers in the playoffs in the regular season for a team next year. Yeah, I would fucking double down on you with that. I would bet that Jalen Suggs has a better year next year as a point guard <laughs> on an NBA team than Reggie Ooh. Jackson. Teasing a little bit of our NBA draft uh, coverage, huh? Oh, yeah. We got the draft yeah. knowledge well, in the works. If you want to hear us talk more about the Brett, uh, the draft, stick around when we come back from this short break. Do you think you're a gamer? Do you think you got a gunny? Well, I promise you don't. And if any of you shitters think you're good at Halo, think again. Legendary Twitch streamer and three-time back-to-back-to-back local LAN champion Fareed is accepting all Halo 1v1s. To get a match, DM him at far33d underscore on Twitter or follow at far33d on Twitch to put your skill to the test and probably lose whatever money you put up. Good luck. Welcome back, everybody. My neck is still unshaved. It is still very itchy. I didn't have the time to do it in that break. But what, you didn't shave? I did not I shaved. I did not shave. Yeah, you're looking pretty fresh and clean right now, actually, bro. Oh, you can't see it. I'm I'm talking waist down. <laughs> no, I, I can see it. <laughs> it's plenty <laughs> big to see from here. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh for 
For those just listening, I'm exposing myself to the camera. <laughs> yeah, that's that Patreon content, dude. You gotta drop the bag <laughs> to get that one. <laughs> yeah, that's no $2 Venmo. You gotta pay at least $3 for that. Yeah, speaking of $2 Venmos, though, didn't you, uh, didn't yeah. you just get one? Yeah, so during the, the break, I read um, a $2 Venmo that uh, my buddy Fareed sent me, plugging his Twitch streaming, his his awesome Halo play. Uh, if you want to try to challenge him to a Halo 1v1, uh, go back, listen to the ad, get that info, and uh, hit him up. Yeah, I've beaten him a few times already. Not to brag or anything, but, you know, he's all right. If you beat him. Have you ever played a minute of Halo? Yeah, like probably three total. <laughs> I think the only wow. time I played Halo was with my friend Ben Silver when I was in like sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played since I was super young either. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, don't even try and step to me. Unless you fools want to get smoked. <laughs> step to Fareed. <laughs> but now that we're back, we're moving on to a new segment where... Sean Ooh. and I will don our gauges and multitude of body piercings for the That's right. hot topic of the week. And yes, I got my fucking eyeliner on. Oh, Black yeah, leather dude. jacket in the middle of summer. I'm ready. Eyeshadow, smoky as fuck right now. <laughs> Campfire <laughs> shit. And hot topic. You want to be a sponsor? Hit us up. <laughs> We're about it. Please. We're about anyway. Yes. I'll get pierced anywhere. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but the hot topic of this week is where in the world is Damian Lillard going to get traded? Because Dame, baby. Dollar Dame, potentially on the trading block. Portland doesn't necessarily need to trade him since he's got three years guaranteed left on his contract with a player option on the fourth. He's making mega money. Unless he literally just decides, like, hey, I'm just going to sit out games. Like, I've already made plenty of money. Mm-hmm. and Or is not going to try hard and go the old James Harden route and put on the fat suit and just half-ass it out there and throw passes out of bounds. I think... I mean, then he would definitely be getting traded. But if... He really does want out, and he tells Portland he wants out. I feel like the relationship that he has with that city and with that team, what he's given them throughout the years, I feel like they would honor his trade request at this point. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of it would be honor and how much of it would be them operating in their best interest because we've seen guys like AD and you mentioned Harden force their ways out even though they have time left on their deals. Yeah, And we've seen teams like the Celtics just kind of not even acknowledge that honor, you know, <laughs> with moving IT and kind of clipping his wings and not being able to get a big contract, you know? Yeah, moving IT, like, <laughs> moving IT after he played his fucking heart out for the Celtics in the playoffs after his sister died and he still played mm-hmm. like the next game and went ham and he and needed hip surgery needed through hip problem yeah needed hip surgery i think i at least would hope that the dame situation would be different and portland would do what's like in the best interest for them and what's in as best of interest as they could for dame just because he's been there his entire career 
he brought them to the conference finals. He's brought them to the playoffs like every single year, even though they've had pretty flawed teams for the most part since he's been there, and just like countless injuries too. So, and he's like, I mean, he's the heart of the Trailblazers. So I would hope that they would kind of try and put him in a good situation and also be able to get value back for themselves. But, I mean, we'll see. Because in the end, the team is definitely going to do what's best for them, no matter what. Yeah, it is a business after all. And it doesn't matter that Dame has been the heart, soul, and balls of this team. The balls. <laughs> the bulls. Yeah, fucking they will, big um, balls, dude. If he wants out and he doesn't play for them because he wants out, if he says, I'm not playing until you trade me, he's going to get his way. So who do you think are the um, the likely the likely suspects here? <laughs> Who's sus in the NBA? Yeah, right tell me now. who you think is sus. Who's sus for Dan? I would say, all right. I think if the Clippers wanted to shake things up, they could offer Paul George for Dame. The contracts would be pretty similar. The Clippers might have to throw in a little something-something. They have their first-round pick from this year. They don't really have much in terms of assets. Maybe they try and throw Terrence Mann in there, too. But if you could, That's what I was thinking. Yeah, if you could pretty much get like Paul George for Dame Swap, I feel like that's pretty good for both teams because then you got the point guard that the Clippers have been needing, the point guard playmaker, just big-time scorer down the stretch if Kawhi isn't going for it or mm-hmm. if he's hurt at all. And then on the Trailblazer side, then you have CJ McCollum, Paul George, and Yusuf Nurkic to all team up together. And the Blazers have been in need of just a fucking good wing player for such a long time now. Right. You you texted this deal to me earlier today, and I tried really hard to poke holes in it, but I just I couldn't think of anything that would be wrong with it for either side. Like, that's as good a value as the as the Blazers are going to get for a disgruntled superstar forcing his way out. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we've seen, like, in, I'm going to reference the James Harden trade again. He forced his way out, and the Rockets got peanuts back for him. They got such a bad <laughs> haul from, from the Nets. They got, what, Victor Oladipo, some picks. Then they traded Victor Oladipo for Kelly Olenek. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they ended up with, like, Kelly Olenek and picks for James Harden. <sighs> That's Real disgusting. tough break for them. And then, like, the Blazers have two very good guards, and the Clippers have two very good wings. So if you just swap a very good wing for a very good guard, you definitely balance out both teams a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think CJ right. McCollum, if he's running the show, he's, like, the main guy. I feel like CJ McCollum's going to be putting up, like, big numbers and actually going to be very solid. He could be. I think he'd be better in, like, a... He's the, the, the lead ball handler, but it's kind of a ball handler by committee situation, and Paul George would help out a lot with that. Yeah. So it would be a good situation. A trade that I was playing around with in my in my eight brain, because, you know, recency bias, is uh, a Ben Simmons one. Oh, yeah. Where Portland, they Ben Simmons doesn't really fit there. He doesn't fit many places. But... They can get, like, Simmons, Maxi, maybe Thibault, you know. Picks. <laughs> Sixers could, yep. Throw, like, I don't know, George Hill in there to make the salaries work because I think Simmons is making, uh, like, somewhere around, like, 10 mil less than uh, 
than Dame, then that would work. Um, Philly, they seem to be in desperate need of a guard who can score. You know, and Dame is kind of the polar opposite of Ben Simmons in that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it would help. It would help Philly out a lot more than it would help the Blazers out. But again, disgruntled superstar forcing his way out. You kind of take what you can get at that point. Yeah, Philly's relying on Seth Curry to be the playmaker, shot creator, like guy getting buckets in the fourth quarter of the playoff of like playoff games this year. Imagine just Damian Lillard in the Seth Curry role. <laughs> That's so yeah. much better. It's insane. He's not that guy, pal. He's not that guy. <laughs> Ain't about it. I don't. The one. The thing with that is like, I mean, I guess. For Portland, you're getting Ben Simmons, and then you're getting other things too, and you're getting more assets. But yeah, Ben Simmons really doesn't fit their team. That he, it's just having a center that can't shoot does not fit with having Ben Simmons on your team at all. So with Nurkic right. there already, then if you have Simmons and he's your power forward or whatever fucking position you put him at, then that's just two mm-hmm. non-shooters on the floor right away. Right. Yeah, if there's not a Paul George trade on the table, that would just be Portland taking the best trade asset that they can get, the guy who's close to a blue chip um, trade piece. You know, not trying to overthink it, like how a team will um, draft the best talent available in the draft instead of a positional need. Yeah. They'll just be trying to acquire the most valuable pieces possible, which, I don't know, I don't think that's a bad strategy. Ah, uh, well... I think the Pelicans could top that. I think mm. Brandon Ingram as the centerpiece of a package from the Pelicans, if it's Ingram, Picks, and then whatever the other players are, like to make the salaries match, I think that would be a better package than getting Ben Simmons because I think Brandon Ingram is so legit. Yeah, I agree. That would be definitely better than Simmons. Um, do you think that P- Portland would try to get greedy and ask for Lonzo, though? Well, they'd have to get Lonzo in the sign-and-trade because he's going to be a free agent this year. Oh, right. But, I mean, if it's Dame, I feel like you should be able to get Lonzo and Ingram from the Pelicans. Yeah. I feel like you should be able to get that sign-and-trade done. So if it's Plus, they have an insane amount of picks from the Drew Holiday trade and the Anthony Davis trade. So if they right. wanted to, they really could pair up. I think they really could pair up Dame and Zion, which would be the most fun fucking combination in the league. That would be exciting. That's one I haven't thought about. That's a, I like that one. I like that uh, that deal. Yeah, I think that one. And then it gives uh, the Blazers the wing scorer that they need, which would be pretty huge right there. It's like Brandon Ingram at this point, definitely a step up from Carmelo Anthony. Definitely a better offensive player <laughs> than fucking so? Robert Covington. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that one would be great. Plus then, like, it's the same. Not the same, but it's, like, the idea of them getting Paul George just getting the good wing player to add to that team, balance them out a little bit more. Right. We just aren't sure if he's on the table or not. Yeah, exactly. Which, but here's the thing. If Anthony Davis, I mean, not Anthony Davis, if it's Damian Lillard getting traded, like, most players in the league are going to be on the table. Yeah, you got to move mountains for a talent like that. Uh, are there any other teams that are on your mind in a trade here? The only other team is the Heat, just because mm. it seems like they try and get in on every single trade. And yeah. 
they were definitely trying to get in on the James Harden trade, but I think it was because they were like hesitant about putting Tyler Hero in it, which is fucking hilarious oh, yeah. to see now. Yeah. But they could offer just like a huge package of young players and picks, basically, like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, whatever picks they have. Um, it just it would just depend if the Trailblazers would want a kind of young player package like that with those assets rather than a more proven guy. You had me on a huge package. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most people. Most people are bad. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really does seem to be um, what Portland wants. Like, if they're still trying to win now, going with a PG or an Ingram seems like a good bet. If they're trying to rebuild for the future, getting a, a slew of picks from the Heat or like potentially the Thunder, I guess. You know, Thunder could do Kemba and a bunch like the million picks that they have stockpiled. If uh, they're trying to stockpile picks like that, um, or if they just want to go try a Ben Simmons experiment, they can go that route. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do trade him and then what the offers end up being. But right now I feel like we're definitely a ways away from Dame actually asking out of Portland and the situation potentially getting messy. Plus Dame just doesn't, I don't know, Dame just doesn't really seem like one of those guys that doesn't seem like he's going to pull the James Harden and just like try to sabotage his team or anything like that. Yeah, I mean... Again, it's a business. People don't have to uh, act within their character. They can do what's best for them. Yeah, that's true. I just, it would be, it'd be so strange to see Damian Lillard do that because he's just like, he's like the ultimate baller. Like, I can't see him just going and like half-assing games out on the court just because, not like, not even because like he cares about the team or anything like that but just because he cares about his reputation as a player and like cares about his teammates and shit like that right i agree yeah but so fuck it i'd like to see dame get traded why not let's shake it up yeah yeah right so moving on to uh the thing we teased before the break the nba draft you know Season's not over yet, but that doesn't mean that we can't look ahead to uh, one of my favorite events in the basketball year. Yes. I also really love the NBA draft, and we got the announced draft order last week. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was last Wednesday or something like that, last Tuesday or Wednesday. But Right, the lottery. Yeah, the very sad Detroit Pistons luckily ended up with the number one pick because... They're just fucking decrepit right now and absolute wasteland of talent. So Mm -hmm. they needed the number one pick. And I feel like that was basketball karma from fucking Blake Griffin getting bought out and then immediately being so much better on the Nets. I think the Pistons definitely deserved this one. Yeah, and then you look at the number two pick, the Rockets. They were they were wronged early this season by their superstar. Mm -hmm. Rewarded with the number two pick. I mean Having a number one pick would be great because Cade Cunningham is a franchise-changing talent. Six-eight point guard who can really do it all. Yeah, shot forty percent from three this year in college. Oh, amazing! Fucking nasty. Yeah, you're not going to see any uh, hot takes trying to take down 
kid on this podcast. We we we're both buying into the the unreal hype around him. I think he'll live up to it. Yeah, I'm about it. Plus, the name Cade is pretty sick. I think. Right. I I I see. I'm a big Killian Hayes fan. I was huge on him going into last year's draft. It, it sucks really bad how how hurt he got. Um, but I think uh. Oh, that's the only thing that sucks regarding Killian Hayes. <laughs> yeah, man. Just one year. He was hurt all year. He'll he'll come back. He'll he'll be great. Killian Hayes will be great. And I think him and Cade next to each other could be really fucking special in Detroit. Dude, I've seen fucking high promise French guards that got taken in the lottery and it doesn't work out, bro. Frankie Smokes had the same fucking hype around him. And you know, we got a defensive specialist that can't even make a fucking layup. Alright, dude. Like, you're just gonna lump all French players together like that? Yeah, dude. Nicholas, ba- Nicholas Batum, same thing. Boris Dia, same thing. Boris Dia was a legend. Don't you dare. <laughs> yeah, he is a legend. <laughs> I fucking love Boris Dia. And you're just going to forget about Tony Parker like that? Yeah. Well, the thing about those guys, none of them were lottery picks. It's these it's these Frenchman lottery picks that just, oh my God, whoa, all this prestige whoa. goes to Hey, you can't dude. say that. <laughs> what? You can't say that word. The I, F word, dude. You can't say that. I can't say Frenchman. Hey, whoa, easy. <laughs> Is that a slur? <laughs> am I being am I being canceled right now? I can't believe you're not coming at me for being the biggest Rudy Gobert hater of all time right now. <laughs> I actually forgot. This would be the perfect time. Forgot that he was French, but you know what? Now it makes perfect sense the, to me. <laughs> <laughs> the Stifle Tower. This is Trump. Another guy, though, not a lottery pick, dude. It's the lottery picks. That fucking, that high class, high pick prestige goes to their head real quick and then they just flame out. They. I can't believe you're saying it like that. So derogatory. They. I'm meeting Frankie Smokes and Killian Hayes. Those two guys. You can't. That's it. It's way too, way too early. When Killian Hayes is a fucking 50, 40, 90, walking double, double. Literally the next coming of James Harden. <laughs> I'll, I'll cite this. Uh, yeah, maybe the next coming of James Harden in the clubs when he's out of the league and <laughs> just partying off his reputation still. Yeah, Cade and uh, Killian are going to be like if Magic Johnson and James Harden played together. <laughs> Dude, Killian Hayes, I will bet a lot of money he doesn't make an all-star team. I would bet a lot of money he never averages... Uh, 18 points a game in the league. All right, we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> Not trying to throw Let's move finan- on. Not trying to throw finances around right now. I don't know, dude. You're real yeah. confident about fucking next James Harden, Killian Hayes over here, <laughs> averaging 18 points a game. Shouldn't be too hard. All right, all right, all right. You don't have to go very far down mock drafts to find uh, another player that I really like. <laughs> That's my boy Evan Mo- Evan Mobley, dude. From USC. I'm still waiting on that Killian Hayes money, dude. I'm ready to get it. Alright, we're moving on, dude. We're moving on. We're moving on to Evan Mobley. Yeah. Seven footer who can handle the basketball. And is strong as fuck. Nasty defensive player too. Yeah, he's awesome. He's like that fucking Swiss Army knife center that teams salivate over. 
Yeah. He sounds like an octopus on defense, dude. He's just fucking <laughs> covering everywhere. So much length, squirming around. Yeah, I, I had the pleasure of watching him live in uh, Bubbleville at Mohegan Sun. USC pleasure, played man. UConn in a, a nail-biter game, and Mobley was just, like, dominant. Mm. How was uh, how was Book Night in that game? Just wondering. I don't actually know. He was hurt. Oh, so he did nothing is what you're saying. He rehabilitated his injury so he can come back later. Did he cheer hard from the bench? Yeah, he loves his team. Adam. That's one of the great things about him. I'm not buying it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're sucking him as a UConn guy. Dude, I fucking love Book Knight, okay? He's God. a shot maker. He's got big balls. His balls are out. He fucking makes some of the toughest shots I've ever seen a college player make. It reminded me a lot of, like, Shabazz Napier. But better. <laughs> Oh my god, dude, you just crucified yourself. Zayn Booknight reminds you of Shabazz Napier. It was just devastating for his NBA game, then. Yeah, Shabazz is itty bitty. Booknight's a little bigger. He's like 6'1, 6'2. Fucking... That's tiny, dude. Yeah, Baz was like not even six foot. Oh man, I'd fucking. I'd put Booknight in the spin cycle real quick, dude. <laughs> no doubt about it. So he would toast your shit. He would fucking dunk all over you. That's another thing. I love how springy he is, dude. And he's fearless. He'll go at the rim with reckless abandon and just throw down on anybody. Oh, yeah. In college when there's no big guys around, dude. I don't know. I'm going to maintain Malik Monk is better right now than James Booknight will ever be in the NBA. And Malik Monk is mids right now, dog. <laughs> he, he showed flashes this year, but this yeah. isn't about... Malik Monk. He showed about, good flashes this year, bro. I'm still hype about so, it. I can't wait for all the Connecticut listeners to just fucking hate you for tearing down Book Night like this, dude. He's a legend. <laughs> I hope so, dude. Fucking peace out. I'm out of there anyway. Yeah, dude. Alright, I'll, I'll, I'll go to a Florida guy that I really like. Is it... Is it Scotty Barnes? No, dude. It's Trey. It's the Trey Man. Uh, Trey Man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hit, let me hear it. Love, love Trey Man, dude. He's a pretty big guard. He's like 6'5-ish, 6'6-ish. Weddy jumper. He lives up to his name. He can hit shots off the dribble right away. He'll come into the league. He'll be a, a pick-and-roll threat right away. You see a lot of uh, pick-and-roll threats come into the league. They can really only have one move. They can get to the rim. Trey Man, he's already got the shot down. He's fast. He's got a good handle. He, he's poised to just be a real offensive threat. Right away. And I see mock drafts putting him, like, mid-lottery, late lottery, mid-first round. I think whatever team uh, gets him will get a real steal. Trey, man, sounds pretty nice. You can go to the other the other Florida guy, your boy from Florida State, Scotty Barnes, who's been getting a shit ton of hype lately and is, like, getting pushed into a ton of top fives on mock drafts. Mm. He is... 6'8", 225, solid bod, big dude, strong as fuck. They're saying with his playmaking, he could be a sort of maybe Draymond Green-esque type of guy, but I think that's because, I think that's because, I mean, they say that about every guy that's like 6'7", 6'8", undersized and can defend basically every single position, but the one thing that makes the comparison 
spot on is that just neither can shoot the basketball. And <laughs> Barnes was 27% from three in college this year and 62% from the free throw line. So he's getting a lot of big time hype because he can do pretty much everything on the court besides shoot. He's like a fantastic playmaker, fantastic defender. It's like high energy player and a leader, but not being able to shoot the that basketball. That sounds pretty Draymond esque. Yeah, right? It, literally everything yeah. about him sounds Draymond esque. Right. Yeah, Scotty Barnes, pretty good game. Um, seems like a, a suited role for like a contender. Like maybe if. You said top five consideration. Maybe if the the Raptors could get him and they can retool, that'd be helpful. Yeah. One thing that I heard uh, that Chad Ford from ESPN, he said, was that allegedly there's been talks about Siakam to the Warriors for the number Ooh. seven pick in Wiseman and then whatever they have to do to make the salaries match. Yeah, Siakam went to play a lot of center this year, and it seemed like a role he was kind of comfortable in. I could see him doing that for the Warriors. Yeah, that would be hype, dude. I think that'd be fucking that'd awesome. Be nuts. The team's already so dangerous in transition, and Siakam's just one of those guys he gets running downhill, and finishing at the rim is just within sight for him. Yeah, it's too easy, dude. He's spicy P. He's got the fucking spin move on lock at this point. He could learn so much from Draymond defensively, too, as just... Uh, like, you know, semi-undersized big man just being able to defend the center and power forward spots. Like, Siakam's already a good defender. If he's just under Draymond's wing, that's just big-time bonus for him right there. Right, he's got the body for it. Getting, being able to pick Draymond's brain a bit and get that IQ would be huge for his game. Now, I, I, I really hate to do this, but i got to backtrack the book night. No, you hate. I said he was. I said he was like six two because um, in your notes you put that he was undersized. Yeah, he's homies tight. listed at six five, dude. Yeah, I don't believe it, bro. And I thought he was bigger from all those dunks, and your fucking notes just threw me off. He's skinny, <laughs> but he's six five, dude. That's what I meant by undersized. He's tiny. <laughs> Did I? Unless where? you think these measurables are off. Did I put it in the notes? Did I put Book Night in the notes? I don't know. I think you're fucking throwing out some slander right here, bro. I don't think I listed his name whatsoever. Huh. It's not in the notes. <laughs> oh, very interesting. I'm getting thrown under the bus over here because this guy thought you're the one who said he was 6'1 or 6'2. Where did I see he was undersized? Fucking. Dude, in your, brain, in your brain, bro, because he looks fucking tiny out there. But anyway, I just wanted to clear that up. So no one thinks I'm dumb. <laughs> he's so he's six five. What do they say he weighs though? One ninety. <sighs> tiny dude. That's not tiny. <laughs> dude, it's tiny. Joe would body him, guaranteed. I'm one ninety, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're not six five. Alright, dude. Yeah, just just air it out. <laughs> you're not even six feet, dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I only got two feet. I'm not a freak. <laughs> nice cover. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to a player that we both really like, Jalen Suggs. Oh. I'm, I, I have a feeling we're not the only ones who like him. I think everybody in the fucking world likes this guy. It's almost a guarantee that he's going to go in the top three. 
I don't know. It sounds like he's, he's so- fallen out. It sounds like he's fallen to like four or five on a lot of these mocks lately because Jalen Green's been getting a lot of hype. People just got to look at the tournament. They see see some of the big shots he made. Fucking, it's a man with big balls. Steps up, makes big shots. He's a bread shooter right away. He'll be able to shoot threes the second he comes in the league, which is huge for a lot of these prospects. And again, he's just fearless. He's lockups on defense, mm-hmm. too, for guards. Yeah, he was uh, the most important piece of that very, very, very good Gonzaga team. Oh, yeah. Plus, he's what? He's like 6'4". He's got a solid bod. 6'4", 205. He's bodying James Booknight very easily. Just so unbelievably solid. And I feel like he's just going to come in and play like that more traditional point guard type role. He's not going to be like a... I I feel like he's not going to be a big time scorer, but I feel like he's going to be a guy that's like... He's getting like 18 points. He's getting like 7 assists, like 5 or 6 rebounds. He's like setting the table for everybody, playing really good defense. Taking like 12 or 13 shots or whatever. Just doing everything like solidly in his role on the team. Sounds like really another really nice fit for the Raptors at four. Yeah, I feel like he could be like a Kyle Lowry esque mm. type player. So a lot, a lot larger. Or like the comparison. He's gotten the the Chauncey Billups comparison too, which I feel like w- would be another right. good one. And I also had a dream about Jalen Suggs that he was averaging eighteen and seven and leading a team in the playoffs in his first year wow. in the league. So Th- those are the dreams that you have. I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking prophet, dude. <laughs> well, get a life, dude. That was that wasn't one of the wet ones. Homie's dreaming about nineteen-year-old fucking college kids. Give it a break, dude. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's not make it weird, bro. He's gonna be in the NBA. Yeah, man, next I'm not going to make it weird. That's your subconscious, man. Hey, you know what, dude? He's over eighteen. Let's relax. It's oh. legal. Me and Jalen Suggs can find love together. You don't have to be a fucking hater. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> oh, just because it's July now? Now you're uncomfortable <laughs> with this kind of talk? <laughs> I see you. I know what's going on here. All right, man. Uh, sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's wrap it up, dude. <laughs> I'm, actually very, I'm actually very uncomfortable. <laughs> you, uh... This just happens to be the fucking end of the podcast. <laughs> oh, weird how it's happening right now, how you're rushing me off. Nah. <laughs> All right, do you have anything else? Actually, I also got a Venmo this week. Nice. It's from a- Oh, shit, I almost forgot about mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing I said it. I got a Venmo, and it was from... One of our dear buds, Chase Sheely, and he Venmoed me to read a poem on the podcast, and what I did was, I wrote a poem specifically for Chach. Oh, let's hear it. I'm excited. All right. So, this is an ode to Chase. All right. You have the floor. All you. His name is Chach Billy. Boy, is he silly. Known for leaving on foot when he's drunk and it's chilly. 
<laughs> he might be a genius that doesn't know his limits. No argument is over till Chase says it's finished. We call him a dumpster, though I still don't know why. What I do know for sure is that he's one tremendous guy. He's a truly Aww. caring friend and the smartest dude I know. One person might take offense to that, and that's my roommate, Joe. <laughs> From sunrise hikes in Maine to blacking out on the beach, he's a well-rounded fella with one hell of a peach. And that's his, wow, that's his butt for everybody that doesn't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Homie's thick. Yeah, he's got cheeks for weeks. <laughs> Chach Billy, you're the man. And I love you like a brother. Now go clean another carpet with bleach, you handsome motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the fucking the bleach thing. It was not a white carpet, by the way. It was it was a white carpet after that. <laughs> it didn't start out that way though. <laughs> oh man, that was so funny. That's perfect, man. You fucking encapsulated Chase in a poem that rhymed. That's I don't know how you do it. Thank you. It's all part of all part of the daily grind, you know. We got to do it. We got to do it for the Venmo. Right. And uh, speaking of that tremendous guy Chase, I also got a Venmo from him. He's just funding the podcast over here. Let's go. Good on you, Shields. So he asked me, knowing I'm not as poetically inclined, but <laughs> I am a quite the argumentative motherfucker, that. He asked me to drop my hottest take, basketball or otherwise, on the pod. And I'm so excited! That was an easy one, easy one for me. I'm going otherwise. We, we talk enough basketball, drop enough hot takes about James Book Knight and other shit on the pod. So I'm going with this take that has it's really uh, given me a lot of flack over the last couple of years that we've been talking about it, and uh, it's quite literally a hot take. So with the the very popular would you rather question, would you rather burn alive or drown? <laughs> I'm one of the only people that I know that picked burn alive. Oh my god. One of the stupidest fucking people that I know for this one. Tell me what's stupid about it. What's dumb about it? I want it's I want so, to So so unbelievably painful dog. <laughs> You've watched episodes of Game of Thrones. You've seen people being burned alive. It looks like the worst thing in the world, dude. You're basing it off Game of Thrones? I, dude, art imitates reality, bruh. This is how it works. That's some fine art right there. And I've never seen... I mean, I've never seen anyone get burned alive in real life because I would fucking stop it from happening because it's such a cruel, insane thing. And I've also knew if someone was burning alive, I would simply just stop it. <laughs> <It'd be too. laughs> I would simply get a water bottle and give it to him, dude. It's so easy. But All right, let me make my case. When it comes to burning alive, versus, I know, go on. Yeah, when it comes to burning alive versus drowning, I'm firmly on the drowning side. Like, it's gonna suck. Drowning is definitely yeah, you fucking... and the rest of the sheep. <laughs> Us, me and the fucking geniuses over here. Like, drowning's gonna suck, it's gonna be really scary, but you're gonna pass out, and then you're gonna be dead. So, like, it's gonna hurt before you pass out, because you're gonna be losing air and everything like that, but then you're done. 
you black out and then you're, uh, you're dead. Sk- you don't even have to feel the you're fucking sk- pain, dude. You're skipping to the part where you're unconscious. That take. That's it's pretty that much how it goes. That take. No way, dude. Yeah, dude. Your lungs fill with water and you can't do anything. Dude, you just you hold can't your. Absorb out- yeah, you Joe. Out- so you just Get him. Get him. You, <laughs> you hold your breath till you pass out. Once you oh, pass man. out, you're done. You take that first breath. Not me. Built different. Look at this guy with fucking perfect composure while he's drowning to death. That's how I would do it. I'd be like, yo, I've thought about this so many times. <laughs> this is so fucking easy. <laughs> Alright, dude. Here's, here's my, my defense. I'm thinking psychologically what's going on in your brain while either instance is happening, the drowning and the burning. So you're burning alive. Your, your brain, your thoughts at that moment are, ah, I'm on fire. My skin is burning. Yeah, my skin right? is That's melting off of my bones. Alright, this guy obviously didn't pass anatomy. I don't think your skin's on your bones like that. But your when you're drowning... Not, your skin's not on shit on your bones, dude? Dude, look at my fucking rockin' bicep. <laughs> yeah, obviously it's over that, dude. But that shit's gonna melt, too. Alright, all right, I get that bicep's okay. hard. I get that shit's hard, bro. But that's still gonna melt. Anyway, that's not the fucking the point here. The point is your mindset. You're fucking like, ah, shit, I'm on fire. Fuck, ah, this hurts. You're drowning. What the fuck's going through your mind? That's the scariest thing. You know you're dying. You're going to die. You're fucking inhaling all this water. Your brain, you're thinking, I don't even know what kind of scary thoughts can cross your mind at that point. Like None, existential dude. crises. I'm meditating, right? Yeah, right. I'm fucking transcending, dude. I'm just worried about where my spirit's going next. Because it's so easy. I'm just thinking burning live here in that moment. Drowning. <laughs> this what that would do to your psyche is just fucking unbelievable. I feel like you just made it out that burning alive does literally nothing to your psyche. It's so chill. You're just like, ah, oh, I'm burning alive. Oh, well. And drowning, you're like, oh, man, this is so scary. I'm dying. When you're burning alive, you're not thinking, oh, this hurts so bad, and I'm also dying right now. What are you, what are you talking about? Your fucking body is completely melting. You're burning so hard. He's so sick, also. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm just, I'm just trying to burn, bro. You're just lighting the joint off of your burning fucking leg. Just, damn, dude, this is actually tight. Cause... Yeah, what's sicker than that? I dare you to try to light a joint while you're drowning. You yeah. can't. Can't smoke a joint underwater, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you've turned me, bro. Maybe burning alive is sick after all. Damn, that should have been my fucking lead, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're burning, you can light a joint off of yourself, dude. <laughs> so, there you go, Chase. I would expect no less than for you to spark, no pun intended. A great argument here with your Venmo, and I'm I'm really happy that uh, you let me come up with that take on the pod. Oh god, it's so crazy. I think you and Jody are the only two people that I've ever heard say that they would rather burn. What about Joe? Joe is defending me. Joe, are you about burning alive or drowning? I'd rather drown. Burning's way worse. 
I think you made it sound like a fucking pansy fest, <laughs> drowning alive. But I think it definitely way worse. it definitely sucks. I yeah. I was making it sound easier than it is for sure. But burning is way worse. <laughs> yeah, Joe's saying burning is way Your worse. Your skin is melting, falling off of you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said Your to him. That's what I said it, to him. I know, you nailed it. It sucks. He said psychologically, dude, burning alive, so much easier than drowning. That's crazy. What a cra- you can't put yourself out. All right. We got the expert. Yeah, basically, Joe said, you're fucking out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, dude, I expect Joe doesn't burn. <laughs> he said, yeah, Joe doesn't burn. <laughs> <laughs> and then took a fat rip of the jewel. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly on cue, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. That's awesome. Alright. So I, I think that about wraps it up. I think that'll do it. I think that ties a bow right around this episode. Oh yeah. Uh awesome Venmos Chase. Great job. Um awesome awesome Venmos all around from uh Freed too. And uh I wanna hear Venmos from the rest of you. There's a uh, some really good friends of mine that I have in mind that haven't Venmoed yet, so uh, you guys are on the clock. Oh yeah, really good friends. Fucking allegedly loving For now. allegedly loving girlfriend of mine. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Won't even give me two dollars. This is fucking crazy. That's unbelievable, dude. <sighs> Fake. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if she even brings it up. If she listens to this, then we'll see. We'll see who cares. Ooh, wow. But yeah, we're waiting. We're waiting for the bags to drop, everybody. <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah, Let's- so keep, keep keep sending those Venmos. Keep on listening. Like, subscribe, follow. Um, our Venmos are, uh, I'm Sean, S-E-A-N, dash, Janos, J-A-N-O-S. Zach is, um, what's yours? My Venmo is Zach-Lane-15, and it is Zach, Z-A-C, short and sweet. Built built different. That's that's Lane like the road, not lame like he is. Ah, fuck. Uh, The millionth time I've gotten it, and it still hurts just (laughs) as much as the first. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's just so funny. Ah, it's okay. I'll just, uh, uh... Put another hole in the wall. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, do all that. Venmo, like, subscribe. And uh, <laughs> do all tell everybody that you know. Like like I said at the top of the episode, tell everybody about us. Spread the word. That's the most important thing right now is uh, getting a lot of people to listen to our pod. Uh, Zach, is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners before we sign off? <laughs> I, uh, to say to you, I really like that. <laughs> But, yeah, tell people at the gym, tell your family, tell your friends, tell people you hate, tell coworkers, tell people that you hate just to annoy them. Like, tell people that you know that you know they don't want you to talk to them, and just fucking tell them anyway. And then maybe they'll listen to the podcast out of spite against you. So... Oh, yeah. Or maybe somebody that you hate, tell them, dude, this podcast sucks so bad. And then they'll be like, you know what? That guy actually sucks so bad. And then they'll listen to the podcast. <laughs> and they'll be like, yeah, let's fucking go. We like this. We like these guys. Right. Yeah, so if you suck real bad, just use a little reverse psychologist. <laughs> yeah. First, first things first, look in the mirror, be self-aware of how much you suck. Then... 
<laughs> tell people that the podcast sucks. But if you're cool, right. tell people the podcast fucking rocks because people listen to you. Right. But I think all that's moot because I don't think anyone that sucks listens to this podcast. Everyone that listens to this is really cool and great. Yeah, that's facts, actually. Everybody, we, right. we love all you. You're wonderful. You're handsome. You're lovely. You're pretty. You got good things going on. Wonderful personalities. And we appreciate all mm-hmm. you. Oh yeah, and you have great taste among all else. And great hair too. That's that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> Unless you're bald, then you really pull it off. You look really good bald. Yeah, if you're bald, then it's it's a hairstyle for you because you decided to shave it off because you're the man. Right, and don't think don't forget back in episode four when I said that all bald people are hung. <laughs> that still stands. Yeah, that's facts. Sean's confirmed it too. He's met at least three more bald people since then and checked it out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and, and I, have a, I have a full head of hair myself. So, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do, you have to be a mathematician to figure that one out. Uh, two plus two equals tiny dick. Dang. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank thank you so much for listening. Uh, love you. Thanks a lot, y'all. We love you. Catch you next episode.